Welcome to episode 19 of Becoming an Elite Financial Advisor with Sten Morgan, where we help financial professionals like you recognize and reach your potential faster. Today's guest and current Elite Advisor Network member is Wes Young. Wes has had a 100% virtual practice since before it was cool to have a 100% virtual practice. He's found tremendous success as an advisor and manages a growing team of advisors, paraplanners, and support staff. One of Wes's superpowers is how he explains what he does in such a way that ideal clients are drawn to work with him. We discuss that method and more in this episode. Here's my conversation with Wes Young. Wes Young, my friend, welcome. It's great to be with you. It's great to be with you. Buddy, I've been looking forward to our time together. Yeah. Well, and as I've been looking through, um, you know, I send you questions so we can have a, you know, so I'm, I'm prepared. Uh, and, uh, you know, I love, I love learning more about you. I love learning more about your journey. And I think one of the, one of the most fun questions we ask, and we'll, we'll, we'll dive right in here, is we ask our guests, um, what's your earliest financial memory, if you will? You know, what was the yeah. early impression of money and uh, I love this question because the answers are always really good. And you had uh, you had mentioned a conversation you had with your dad. Yeah. And um, just just tell us about that conversation. You bet. Um, so we, I had great parents. Uh, they're they're still around, uh, thankfully. And my dad's still one of my very best friends. Great mentor. Uh, love so many aspects of just our our life uh, growing up and and today. Uh, the one topic. That, that neither my, my mom or my dad would ever talk about. In fact, if you brought it up, they actually got uh, like defensive, uh, it, which is a rare thing that I, that I saw out of uh, my parents, particularly my dad, was yeah. money. And, and so uh, I think it had a little bit to do with how they were raised. You just didn't ask questions about money. You didn't talk about it. Um, but, but more so, I remember sitting in my dad's truck. I was probably, I don't know, 15 or, or 16 years old. And, and we were having an argument, which was rare for us because we got along great. And, and I, it was an argument because I was, we were talking about money. I brought it up. And, and I just remember telling my dad, I, I don't remember the entire conversation, but this one point, uh, I remember telling him, Dad, I'm not even going to know what a good living is because you and mom never will talk about money. And you get so mad when I bring it up. And I remember his, his countenance just changed, one from like a, a defensiveness to more of a sadness than anything else. And he, he said, Wes, I don't think I have much to tell you about money because your mom and I struggle. We make more and more money every year and, and above average money, he said, but we don't have any left at the end of the month. In fact, we're in credit card debt and we struggle and money's a, a big source of pressure in our lives. And, and I just remember sitting there thinking to myself, uh, man, I want to figure that out because I, I we had such a great life, such a great upbringing, but but what was this weight of money? And I started noticing it, not just amongst them, but amongst many, many other people. Right, and right. So my dad, my dad would always say, he said, I was glad, I'm glad I could have been a, a good, bad example for you in that area of your yeah. life. Things are different now. I, what I find really, uh, what I found really beautiful about that story was that he could have just said, we're not going to talk about it. He could have just said, you know, we're doing fine. I mean, he could have lied to you. He could have yeah. said, oh, we're good. And I think that, I think about this because I have a 14-year-old son who I try to 
I find myself giving, having more opportunities to be really honest with him in a way that's appropriate, you know? Yeah. Like, yeah, your mom and I are having an argument right now or, you know what I mean? Whatever it might be. Yeah. But we call those marital adjustment sessions. Marital adjustment yeah. sessions. Yeah. Right. Yeah. We just call it fighting. But, yeah. um, but, but that he was humble enough to say to you, man, Wes, I don't know. I don't know. I don't, I mean, I, I don't know how to do this stuff. That, yeah. that was way better than, oh yeah, we're good. And just do what I do. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I think that's, it's a, it's a, it is an interesting gift he gave you that he was willing to say, man, I don't know. Don't learn from me, but it's important. So good luck. You know? Absolutely. No. And I, I look back on that as uh, I didn't know it at the time, but it was really pivotal, pivotal, pivotal in what I do today yeah. um, with helping people increase their profitability and quality of life. Cause I, I know what the pressure can do to you, whether you, and that's true. I mean, I had a conversation with a, 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 a nice man that I, I really, really loved the other day. And he was just really stressed out. And, and I just told him, I said, you know, Bill, I said, you, you, I just want you to think about something here because it, it was all economic reasons. And he was stressed out, but yeah. I know this whole story and he did not have a lot of economic reasons to be stressed out. <laughs> and, Bill, I said, let me just, let me just ask you a question. I said, you've got more money than you've ever had. And knowing you over this decade that I have, you are more stressed out about money than you've ever been. And, and, and why, why do you think that is? And he's just kind of like, yeah, yeah, you're right. I don't know. Why am I feeling that way? So it's like, like perspective. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I think you get into part of the job of advisors as we seek to help advisors reach their true potential. You know, that's one of the, that, that's really the focus of Elite Advisor Network. Yeah. That, you know, we're not just, hey, follow this system you know, and kudos to people to have, you know, systems that, you know, help you run a better business. And we, we want to do that. But I also think that helping advisors reach their true potential is saying you have permission to go there in those kind of conversations. And you're the kind of guy, Wes, that is willing to go there, right? To go and say, hey, hold on, Bob, like perspective check. Yeah. You know, and that's that's another way that you can really serve and love clients is by you know creating offering some perspective it, it truly is there, there's a really great exercise that my friend uh brett ledbetter he, he wrote a book called what drives winning and he works with a lot of collegiate athletes and a lot of uh coaches for for uh, uh some professional uh, basketball teams and but one of the th- exercises he has them do which i think is so helpful for all of us is he has them Write out, he says, write out all the things that if you could go back and tell the 15-year-old version of yourself, it, it, the things that, that happened that were just excellent. And they, maybe it's I was an All-American or our team won this championship yeah. or whatever it is. And then, and then they write it all out and he, and he tell, asks him something. He says, now, if you were to be able to go back and tell that 15-year-old version of yourself that all these things would happen, would you be happy? And hands down, the answer is always the same. They always say, oh, Absolutely. And then he asks another question, are you? Wow. And, and, and so many times it's like, no, because we have this tendency that today is so weighty and so big. Yeah. We, we fail to put it in perspective of history and go, wow, look at all I've come through. Look at what I've become. Uh, not that I'm going to not be ambitious and start reaching for a better future than today, right. but I can also really have peace where I am on my way to where I'm reaching. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, speaking of the past, I think this is also another fun question we ask, which is 
What is something you wasted money on that you'll never forget? I personally loved your answer to this. <laughs> yes. Well, I thought of all the things, maybe the biggest things that I wasted time, energy, and money on, and it was PC products. And anything not a Mac, basically, is uh, or Apple product. I, I, I've wasted years of my life on those uh, on those uh, tools that were not underperforming. And and I think I, the reason I like the question is one, it sort of speaks to the snobbery of of Apple people like you and I. Uh, unapologetic snobbery, by the way. Yeah, for sure. uh, but I think it also speaks to uh, strategically one of the reasons for your success is a mindset of I need to have the right tools. Yeah. Right. So yeah. maybe talk about like why did you why why are you such a believer in that sort of ecosystem? Yeah. Well, I, I think tools and as you know our our practices uh, it used to be very unique uh, it's it's not as unique anymore we we are a hundred percent remote um, operation so our all of our team members they live in different states um, they and and also uh, we we went remote before covid made people go remote so right. we, went, we went remote about about eight or nine years ago and uh, and all we have clients all across the country several of which we've never physically been in the same room with Right. And and it, it really really works well for us, but tools, really good tools, are what make that possible. Because right. it, and so everybody's got a great setup. We've got dual monitors in our in our uh, offices, iPads as well, so we can whiteboard ideas because we're big on whiteboarding ideas with with clients and, and each other. By the way, but yeah, the, the tools they need to work, and I don't want to spend a bunch of time on technology that's slow or breaks down or or doesn't function as as easily. Because listen, everybody, they used to say, Wes, you're, you're such a, a tech guy. And listen, I'm not a tech guy. I just like stuff that works. And so PC stuff was very difficult. At least, and this is what back in the day, I, I've not gone back to the other side for a long time. So I'm sure it's gotten better. But uh, no, we, we love Apple products because they work. In fact, we were having a conversation the other day with uh, a group of our, our friends in the Elite Advisor Network. And uh, he said, well, I, I don't how do you, I don't know how to do that. You have an you have an iPad, Wes, because we were I was throwing my iPad up on the screen. He yeah, said, I remember that. Yeah. yeah, he said, well, Ken, I, you know, what, what if I want to get a surface? I said, yeah, if you want it to be harder, then I yeah, go ahead and, and go ahead and do that. You know, it works out fine. <laughs> right. Yeah. You can use smoke signal surface, whatever. You want. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's funny. So um, I know that your original connection with Sten is you heard him on the Kitsis podcast. If people don't know who Michael Kitsis is right not in the financial industry. Uh, right. because everyone knows who he is if you're in the industry. Um, and you were one of our earlier members of Lead Advisor Network. You took our How to Charge for Your Advice program. Um, and you've already been doing some of that. Can you maybe just give us a quick overview of how many people are on your team and where are you at in your business when it comes to charging for your advice? Sure. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so we've got eight people that are a part of our internal uh, team. And uh, two, two of which are also uh, associate financial advisors. Uh, the remaining uh, people are all support staff in varying ways and, and, and para planners and things like that. And, uh, you know, you know we, we ask ourselves as a team organizationally all the time this one question, are we becoming the kind of organization the clients we're looking for are looking for? And so one of the things that really drew me even into the Elite Advisor Network when I, when I heard about it was... This is a good avenue for me to co connect in a community of people that can that can drive that forward. 
And because they, they, everybody's moving in, in the same direction, we all may do it a little bit differently, but right. there's so many good ideas that just allow us to accelerate our capacity to be a better offer for the clients we're serving. Um, you know, we, we, char, uh, we, we, our organization, uh, we're, we're about, you know, anywhere, it depends on the year, we, project-based uh, work that we get. I would say about a third of our revenue is, uh, is financial planning agreements. So financial planning fees, annual retainer fees that we charge. And about a third of it is assets that we manage. And then the other third, and this is the part that can really go really big or, or, or kind of be the third is uh, different insurance and uh, renewal type type assets. So um, because we do it a lot of it, we also do estate planning. We About 20% of our work is like really high net worth estate planning. We'll bump up against a project where just by nature of some of the solutions out there, our revenue can triple pretty quickly because of the type of product that's needed in insurance product to, to solve a problem for a client. Right. So- so that's kind of our DNA, our makeup, and and uh, you know, revenue-wise, we're we're usually around a, a two million dollar to two two to three million dollars in revenue, just depending on the project work we get. Yeah, and uh, yeah, and so it's 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 a lot of fun. Um, love love the work we do, and love the kind of clients we have to work with. I personally work one on one with around forty families. Yeah, and it's that seems to be a number. That seems to be a number that a lot of advisors want to be at. Wouldn't you agree? I, I do, and I and I think what's what's great. And I, I came into the business uh, about twenty years ago, and and it looked very different. By the way, I came in uh, kind of the insurance based side, where it was a large insurance carrier. Uh, love my love my roots in it because I really got a deep dive education there, and uh, and then really just just kept asking that question: How do we get better? How do we become a better offer for the kind of clients we want to serve? And was really drawn into the planning side to being a, a catalyst of really good ideas and, and learned that there's this whole world that existed out there of people that will actually pay you to, to, to help them think and see and move more powerfully. And, and they'll also, by the way, yes, please manage my money and please uh, solve these other uh, problems and for me with, with different solutions. But, but it, it's, it's all about the, the ideas. You know, I, I, there's a great Chip Heath quote. It says a plan only has value and then it's proof the planning process has taken place. The planning process is all about thinking through the right distinctions. And I just, that resonates with me so deeply um, when it comes to the kind of uh, work that most of the people in the elite advisor network are doing. We, we all kind of share that similar idea that, hey, we, we, we want to be catalysts for really good ideas and just help people move forward, whether that's a specific thing that ultimately is is that I can go execute, or it's an idea that's going to be valuable to them that we can get other great people, other great professionals around them to help really enhance their profitability and quality of life. One thing I think you've done in your business, uh, this is pretty soon after the you went to the How to Charge for Your Advice uh, program, it used to be called Planning to Succeed, uh, but that you you implemented, you know, and I think one of one of the things one of your strengths is that you take an idea and you go, you know, it happens is that you have shifted smaller plans to other members of your team. So you're not saying, you know, uh, no, I don't need that money. Like, no, we could give yeah. that business to someone else on the team um, because a lot of times those folks are just younger, right? Yeah. Businesses, their business is newer, but you don't want to have 150 um, clients. So um, speak to how you made that decision and how that's working, where it's sort of like you get an opportunity to be you, you pass that on to a junior. 
You bet. Yeah. So we've got uh, uh, Cody and uh, Preston in our office who are, are also function as lead advisors and project managers. Um, so, and, they, and they're both great advisors in their own right. Uh, Cody, he came as about a three-year advisor. He was successful at what he did. He went through our class that we teach and um, and started adapting his practice to that methodology. Well, then then he he I put an, an ad out. I think actually all the professional ad places didn't work. I think I threw it on my personal Facebook post and said, yeah, "Hey, I remember me telling me that yeah. we're, we're looking we're looking for somebody to do this." And and Cody raised his hand and said, "I'll do it." And it really at the time it was more of a, a like a just a paraplanner role and uh, and the fact that he already had a, a small client base and and he said, "Listen, Wes, I don't want to." spend 20 years trying to recreate uh, an organizational structure when I can just plug into what you have going on. And it was so synergistic. So we said, yeah. So Cody originally to accelerate his learning. And I love this model too, by the way, if I was starting all over again, I wouldn't, I don't think I, I would have liked this door much better than the oh, door. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. I love, I love this. Go ahead. Yeah. Uh, Cody, Cody comes and he's, he's in all my meetings more at first so he can get reps yep. and just, and just see how it's done. And, now, at the other side of that, though, is, is Cody's really smart. And, and he, he at the end of the meetings, he would do something that I, I love having done, but hate to do. He would do all the meeting notes and yeah. he would do a, a, a client project summary of which the client's always in front of the client to let them know here's where we are. And Cody has most of the interaction with them to manage those projects forward. So I get to come in, prepare well for the meeting, have great conversations with the client and be fo- solely focused on that. And then I can be on to the next thing. So at first, that was so beneficial to me because it gave me so much more energy and bandwidth to yeah. do the things that I love to do and less of the things I don't. But then here's what happened. Andy is, is um, I started giving like clients. So we would go through a review or an annual strategy session with a client and, and I just quit talking. I just let Cody lead the whole thing. Yeah. And so even with some really long-term existing clients, one of our, our things we've been doing is transitioning them to Cody, but it's so natural because they've seen more of Cody than they've seen of me over a whole, you know, year or some cases, two year cycle. And and then Cody shows up for the review and he, and he's now in a position where they don't even ask about me. They're like, okay. Because a lot of people go, great. You want me to segment my book of business? We've talked that on on prior episodes, but like, but that's scary. What are they going to feel like? I'm, I'm sort of ditching them. Right. And so, no, not if you make a, a smooth transition. And so I, I just think it makes sense to, to you don't want every customer that comes your way, you know, not every, right. not every client's a good fit, but a lot of them are a good fit maybe for the company, but not maybe for the head, you know. Advisor. Right. And Andy, we're building right now, Cody's got a nice, steady, growing client base with that people that love him and he loves them. And those come from really three sources is people Cody meets, um, People that I meet up front and immediately say, yeah, let's get a count. Uh, I, I kind of know their background. Let's get a meeting together strategy session with me and you and Cody. And, and, um, and, and Cody can, if everything works out, Cody will be your lead advisor and go from, and it, it's so natural and easy. And then the biggest part, the one I didn't think about until really about 12 months ago, which we began to transition was um, those, those existing clients that they've been with us and we can still serve them, but they probably don't need everything that comes along with me at this point and Cody would love them. And, and so with this natural transition, which frees me up to bring more clients into the organization that we can help and also uh, serve on those kind of bigger, more complex type projects. But it was funny. I was in a, I was in a one-on-one with Sten 
when I was kind of in the early discovery period of parts of this. And I said, you know, I was, I was just talking about what I do. And as I was saying it, it's kind of like, you know, sometimes you have to, you have to t- say something before you understand, oh, that, that's yeah. a good idea. I, I said, you know, I don't know why I said, I, my meetings, I love when Cody's in there because I can be done and on to the next thing. And, and I just don't know why I don't have him in all meetings. And, and then he's like, well, yeah, I was about to ask you the same thing. I don't know why. Why don't you have a Cody in every one of your meetings? This doesn't make any sense. It seems like, it's, yeah, I was like yeah. yeah, yeah. But no, it was it, it, it's it's a great way. I think one for the advisor uh, that that is um, doesn't have as many reps yet. They don't have as much experience to rapidly accelerate their uh, eliteness, if you will. If there's a scale of one to ten, and and most advisors in year five are at a you know four or five in that scale. I think that same advisor that goes through a training process like this, a development process like this, I think they're at a seven or, or an eight in that fifth year um, because of the, the the reps that they're getting. Absolutely. Yeah. And we encourage that lead advisor network. We encourage folks to, to you know, bring on a pair planner and, and just say, hey, you, know, you don't have the pressure to make to have as big of a book of business right now. Your, your focus is, yes, we want you to bring, maybe bring on some business, but we want you to get reps, understand the products. It's I think it's one of the things in the financial service industry that really fails clients is you have people that just don't know what they're selling. They don't know how to, they don't know the product. Uh, that's not good. That's not good for the advisor. That's not good for the client. It's not even good for the company. I mean, it's just, it's just a bad situation. So it is a tremendous gift to be able to have people that can come in and accelerate their learning by sort of sitting at your feet, sitting in those meetings. Um, I want to end our conversation with this. Um, I think you do a really great job um, of being balanced in uh, your community um, in a way that benefits your business. Yeah. Um, and that can just be super sleazy in the way some people do that. It's really blunt. <laughs> like, oh, I, I know why you're in this club, you know? Uh, yeah. But, but I, what I have found is like, and because of your genuineness, that you've actually been afforded some pretty amazing opportunities in your community that I know you're part of a pretty large church and you get to speak twice a year. Yeah. Uh, and it's not always about money. Right. You know, <laughs> that's right. Uh, so it's not like the pitch, you know, Oh, we get the money sermon from Wes again. Money right? guy. Yeah. Right. Uh, you know, and the last slide is your cell phone number. You know, it's not that. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Uh, so can, can we just kind of end with sort of the personal side of like, how, what are you doing in your community? And then how, through that heart of service, has it benefited your business? Sure, sure. So, uh, yeah, Jamie and I. Jamie's my wife of uh, twenty years this year, and uh, so we're we're super excited about celebrating that. And uh, and and we've got two great kids. My son Gage is about to go to TCU. Uh, my daughter, she's sixteen. So she'll be a junior next year. But you have a three year old. You have a three year old, don't you? Oh, I do. We actually, yeah, after all these years, it was a real surprise. Um, <laughs> Uh, in fact, he's he's next to me right now on his on a, you know on all fours. Uh, his name's Ollie, and he's a French bulldog. So, um, congratulations! Yeah, yeah, no, that, that's <laughs> thank you, thank you. Yeah, yeah, he's it, great. But we we are we are super active in in our community. Um, uh, got so just love doing life with the people we get to do life with here here uh, in Austin. So our, our church. Uh, just by nature of uh, showing up and seeing where we can help. I know I've been a part of the stewardship committee, the board. And then um, my pastor one day, he, he, uh, he had heard that I do a lot of communicating in the, in the financial community and teach some classes and things like that. Yeah. And, and he's, he's really good 
any like you actually at asking these really deep, thoughtful questions. And so I'm always trying to give like re- really think through my answer because he'll he'll ask a deeper question if I don't hit it. So he's like, <laughs> he's like, hey, Wes, let me ask you a question. And this is when we were probably, you know, I don't know, a year or two. And and I said, uh, he said, do you believe in free speech? And I said, well, I thought about it. I'm like, well, yeah, yeah, of course I do. He goes, that's great. How would you like to start giving them a couple times a year here at North Point? <laughs> I'm no longer around. So, uh, no, so I, we do. We, we have the opportunity to be a part of the, the teaching team and, and uh, kind of that's fun for me. You know, I will tell you, I don't know how those, those uh, real professional uh, communicators do that. Oh. Every weekend, it just it's it's like the hardest prep I have ever. But yeah. uh, but as a result, too, uh, you know, we kind of we're in this community and, and our business is just it happens to be one like a lot of businesses of influence. Influence is the ability to affect the way people think and the way they act and the way they develop. And so when we think about our, our business, we, we you know, you're, you're going to you tend to do business with the people you're doing life with. Yeah. Um, and, and the people hopefully that know you really well, they respect you and, and think, you know, I want whatever he's doing. I want to be a part of that. And so we, one of the, I mean, uh, we, we talk about this in the elite advisor network all the time, but it, it's it, it really as simple as many times having sat on a board or, or spoken and, you know, people just approach, Hey, what, what, tell me about the work you do. What do you do? Yeah. And, and I always just tell them, I, cause I've got a really, I think good answer to that question. I say, well, you know how a lot of times most of a person's income can go away to the federal income tax. Most of the person's profitability can go away to the federal income tax. And they say, well, yeah, I know exactly what you're talking about. At least the kind of clients that, that need what we do do. And uh, so, yeah, well, we help people with stuff like that. We own a financial planning company. We work with people that own businesses, to help them identify and pursue their best financial opportunities. And then usually they say, well, what's so you're like a CPA or you're a, you know, a money manager and whatever it is, it's always the same uh, easy conversation. It's well, we we start by asking a lot of questions about where you are from a financial standpoint, about the kind of things you care about, the future that you're trying to create. Yeah. Because once I understand that, we can have great discussions around all the areas of planning we specialize in that may be most useful to you, and and go from there. And and oftentimes, if it's appropriate, we talk about this in the Elite Advisory Network all the time. Is give them an example so that, that they aren't just walking away with this like unclear idea of, okay, I kind of yeah, know, yeah. you know, but it's like, yeah, like I work on cars and I make them amazing. <laughs> oh, okay, yeah. cool. What's that mean? You know? Yeah, so, right. so, so, uh, one of the easy things we'll, we'll give them an idea, you know, that hope, even if I don't ever work with them, it's useful. I'll say, well, I'll give you an example. I met with a client earlier that earlier uh, yesterday that, uh, I asked him, do you pay your kids? Cause he owns a small business. And he said, yeah, I pay for their swimming, their golf, their basketball, all the. And I said, yeah, no, listen, I get that. But did you know in your business, if they work at all for your business, you can pay your kids $12,500 a year and your business gets a full tax deduction for it and they don't pick it up as income. Yeah. And because you're an LLC, you only pay property tax on it. And in your case, you got, you got two kids. If you were to do that for at least until they're over the age of 18, that's going to save you, you know, $9,000 a year of money that's going away the federal government to back to your own pocket. And so that's a conversation you can have in three minutes time. It, it, it is. And, and you walk away with it and they understand what you do. Yeah. Maybe an idea, but they may or may not take action on, but yep. they're not going to say, you know, they're not going to, you know, walk over and, you know, say to their husband, you know, Hey, you know, I just talked to Wes. Oh, what's he do? Oh, I don't know. 
I don't know. He saved us ten thousand dollars a year, nine thousand dollars a year with an idea. Yeah. yeah. So no, it's it's fun, but but being like I don't we don't do anything for the sake of just okay. I want to go to a networking group or something like that because I don't. I want to I want to <laughs> be valuable to the people that um, are in my in my, in our community and right. and and so being being involved and just being active in things that you can be useful in. Um, is, is good. Also kind of a, a synergistic thing in that, in the community is, you know, I, I go to the gym, um, you know, most, most weeks, five days a week, we go to orange theory fitness and, uh, nice. it's, it's like scheduled classes. You show up, but guess what? So do a bunch of other people that are about the same schedule as you. Um, and, and, you know, the gym membership isn't cheap. So also they probably have some, uh, capital and, and, it's amazing. You get to know these people before class starts. And, and many of those people, just by showing up in the community, one day they ask you, Hey, what do you do? And yeah, so just, yeah. just being, being wise. And, you know, most people, I just feel like have a really bad uh, or un, unthoughtful answer to that question. Yeah. It's a label yeah. or it's a book report, you know? So yeah. it's a lot of fun. Yeah. Well, I know that's one of the things you're really good at. So Wes, um, you know, I know that you're a generous person uh, and that you're, you're, you're good with your time. So I don't mind asking this. So, if people wanted to connect with you, how can they do that? Yes. So you can go to westyounglive.com, westyounglive.com. And there you've got all the resources that, that uh, we have available. You can, you can reach out to me directly. Um, and, uh, and, and there, and in fact, any, it, it just as a, as a, as a bonus, uh, if you'd like for everybody that's listening to the podcast, we can make available a free download of, okay. uh, of the course. What do you do? Uh, and, and, uh, you know, make that available to the community of people listening to this. I'd be happy to do that. Great. So I believe this is, uh, episode 19, but whatever episode number this is, uh, if folks go to stenmorgan.com slash, and then this episode number, I'll make sure they have a link there. It'll be in the show notes as well. Um, and Wes, thank you for being a part of, uh, our network. You have invited a lot of people, uh, to the network. Um, and, and I know enough that you don't invite people to something you don't want to be at yourself. And sure. so, um, thank you for being a part of it. If you like Wes and you want to hang out with him more, uh, then consider becoming a part of our network. We'd love to have you uh, if you're a listener to the show. So, Wes, thanks for your time today. Thank you for the work you do. Um, and uh, thank you for sharing your story. It's a blessing to have you in the network uh, as a client, but also as a friend. So thanks for your time, brother. It's my pleasure, Andy. Thank you so much. And I uh, love the work you guys have done and in inviting me to the community. It's been a blessing to me. Thanks for listening to today's show. If you'd like to check out Wes's program, you can visit stenmorgan.com slash 19 to learn more and to get a discount for being a podcast listener. Today's show was sponsored by How to Charge for Your Advice. You can learn more about that program at theadvisornetwork.com. As always, thanks for listening. We appreciate you.